Welcome to the Billings PD Unfiltered Podcast. This is episode 13, uh, one of the, the second in a series of a, a lot shorter podcasts designed to provide uh, you with some, some quick information that would be helpful if you have an interaction with the police department. And today we're going to be talking about motor vehicle accidents. I'm Lieutenant Brandon Woolley, and I'm here with Officer Brad Mansur today. Brad, welcome. Okay. Thank you. Brad, so today let's talk about motor vehicle accidents. Um, what to do if you're involved in one, how the process or the procedure works and what your interaction with the police department is gonna be like. Um, and so starting off, uh, it's coming into wintertime. We always have an increase of uh, motor vehicle accidents in wintertime. What are some tips to, to prevent and let's decrease some of those numbers this year? The, the, the biggest one I know of is take your time once the roads get icy everybody in montana the the old saying is everyone forgets how to drive until after that first snowfall so uh and our first snowfall this year proved that point again um take five extra minutes wake up five minutes earlier leave the house you're on your way to work everybody else is also on their way to work in the same weather it's gonna take longer to get there um on your way home i can think of everyone driving on fourth to get to the heights past the metro that line will be back to 27th street uh you're gonna have to take some extra time uh so drive cautiously drive slowly make sure your your car is ready for your weather um gas tank's full your tires aren't bald um those are just considerations you can take yourself to help prevent and hoping that everybody else on the road is taking those as well um the other thing is remember our reaction times take longer so if someone they're following too closely if someone breaks in front of you uh in the summer you probably have enough time to hit your brakes and not not strike that person and cause a crash um, in the winter, we need extra distance, extra gap between vehicles because uh, when you slam those brakes, it, they, they don't have the same reaction. Your tires might lock up and you might, those might stop, but your car will continue its momentum forward. Um, so those are considerations for the winter um, is just giving yourself time, giving yourself distance with other vehicles. Um, and then in the summer and all other times, it's the following too closely. We see a lot of accidents. We write the citation for following too closely. It's, it's tailgating, it's people coming up to an intersection um, and not realizing that the intersection is right here, right now. The person in front of them activate their brakes and you just don't have that time, that reaction time. They they say it takes an average person a second to react to something. And so if you're not within a, or you're within a second of distance, you can't stop in time. Say your tires aren't in great shape, your brakes aren't maintained, um, you you won't have time and you'll cause a collision. And so that's that's the majority of our collisions are people not giving enough time between cars. Super simple. All we gotta do is slow down. Uh, of all the accidents in the winter time that I'm on, I'm like, oh, this could have just been fixed by slowing down. Would never, never happen. Um, the two second rule. I don't know how much it's taught anymore, uh, but the two second rule is a really good rule to abide by. Um, pick a spot on the roadway, the bumper of the the rear bumper of the vehicle in front of you. Uh, start counting when it passes a stoplight or a stop sign. One one thousand, two one thousand, and your vehicle. Uh, your front of your bumper should not be that much closer in that two second period. And what's nice about that rule is, is all you have to remember is that rule at any speed. So if you're going five miles an hour, that two seconds is only gonna be maybe 25 or 30 feet. If you're going 75 miles an hour, it's gonna be hundreds of feet. Um, so time and distance is, is relevant with that. So remember the two second rule. All right. And I was always told in driver's training that if you can't see the car in front of you's tires touching the road you're too close and that's yep. always been if you're at a stop sign and you're stopped if you're behind them traveling 
good rule is if you can't see their tires touching the ground, you're too close to them. So, and you bring up a really good point with that, Brad, because when we deal with uh, chain reaction rear end collisions, let's say you've got four cars stopped at a stop sign or a stoplight, and one of the cars rear ends it and it causes a chain reaction to rear end, to rear end, to rear end, to rear end. I think a lot of people don't know and realize is that um, while that person who first rear-ended the first vehicle, uh, the insurance companies usually hash out that that's that fault for that one. But when you're too close, your vehicle strikes the rear of the other vehicle. And then the chain reaction of the insurance company's fight of who's paying for what, because you are still close, your vehicle, even though it was struck by another vehicle, ends up hitting the vehicle in front of you. And it turns into kind of a frustrating mess. So uh, that's also a good way to prevent yourself um, or... Uh, making a chain reaction collision even even worse is giving some space while you're stopped at the stoplight and the stop sign. So that being said, uh, you're involved in a motor vehicle accident. What do you do? First things first, activate your hazards. Look into traffic to make sure it's safe for you to get out of your vehicle. Most times an accident happens in the roadway. Um, once you've deemed it safe to exit, uh, as long as you're physically not injured or injured not injured enough to get out of your vehicle, step out, check on the status of the other driver. Hopefully you're both doing that at the same time. If there's any injuries or no injuries, uh, give 911 a call, let them know an accident has occurred. Um, if it is not a busy roadway um, you or you're on the side of the road next near the curb, you may leave your vehicles there until officers arrive. Um, best case scenario, if both vehicles are movable, um, take a picture with your cell phone of the collision, the connection, where the cars ended up, um, then both vehicles move to a private parking lot or to the side of the road to uh, a parking space so that the intersection is free or the, the roadway is free for traffic to continue because we do have secondary crashes that occur because of the backed up traffic, um, the, the looky-loos, the people just want to look at the accident itself. So make sure you get off the roadway, get us that picture. We can do an investigation with or without the picture. The damage doesn't lie. It'll, it'll tell the story. The, the road marks will tell the story. Um, in the winter time, we highly recommend you get the vehicles off of the roadway. Again, we're talking about ice and snow, um, lower visibility possibly. Um, we have a greater risk of secondary accidents. Um, with that said, there's always gonna be the car that's disabled. It, it's damaged too badly to be removed. Um, there's nothing we can do for that. And as soon as the officer arrives, uh, the, their emergency lights will aid in the diverting of traffic around the vehicle. Um, Checking injuries is important because that lets us know if we need to send the fire department or an ambulance to um, help deal with the injury of the person. Um, very typically, if airbags go off, there's going to be some sort of injury. That's a pretty good indicator. Um, and then a rollover accident or, or T-bone accidents, those are very common injuries. Um, and one of the things we see is people will drive by, call us, and say, well, I think there could have been injuries. It was a crash. If you didn't stop, if you didn't see it, and you're calling in a crash, just let us know a crash occurred. But if you don't truly know what's on scene, don't don't speculate for us because you could be calling in the cavalry for a crash that that is no more than a whiplash. Um, we, we want accurate reporting because it gives us the accurate responders to the scene. Um, and if you're on scene and you experience yourself injury or other people have injuries or you just want to get someone checked over, let us know. Yep. So the big thing to take away from that is, 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 is uh, life safety takes priority of everything else. Prevent any further accidents. Um, don't let the ploy or the feeling of having to leave vehicles in the roadway 
um, draw you into you know creating a more hazardous condition if we can just pull off pull off the side of the road or into a parking lot uh, to prevent any further injuries or other accidents for the safety of everybody when an uh, officer uh, shows up on scene what should they expect so an officer is going to ask the drivers of both vehicles or every vehicle for all of the required documentation, driver's license, insurance, and registration. The officer's all sorry. The officer is also going to require, by state law, for reporting all of the names of all the passengers and their their injury status. Is anybody hurt? How does everybody feel? Even if it's minor injury, um, minor injury can mask something major that develops later on throughout the day. Um, so all those questions are going to be asked. If if there's any medical concern, an officer will call for an ambulance. We'll have medical check you over. Even if it's refused, no one goes to the hospital. Um, it's always worth a check over, so we do that as well. Um, from there, the officer will issue a citation for any observed violation. So if the car that was struck had expired registration, they're, they're going to get a citation. If the driver who caused the crash was following too closely or driving carelessly, they're, they're getting a citation for that. So every observed violation, once an officer's arrived, um, will be issued a citation or will be dealt with. If it's DUI, or arrest will be made. Um, and so... It, that's one thing to remember and take care is make sure all of your your information your documents are up to date and i think that's uh important because there's a misconception out there that i think people think that the police department is the one who determines who's at fault for the accident uh we are fact finders and we document and we collect evidence and we cite for violations that are that are seen uh it's the insurance companies who are the ones who will determine the at fault and who pays for what on the civil side of things uh, it's our job there just to document everything that has occurred um let's talk about some times uh when um well before we do that so once they've they've had the report with officers done the investigations um where do they go to get an accident report? How do they do that? So when a crash has occurred at the tail end of the investigation, the officer will hand uh, every driver, every involved person, a crash card. On that crash card on one side, it's got the case number, the date, the time, um, and then the other driver's information, their name, a good phone number either for them or for their insurance company and their insurance policy name and number. Um, and on the other side of that card is going to be a website that the report can be obtained from. Um, there is a charge to it. It's, it's a service that we send data to, we don't own. Um, and very typically the insurance agencies are the ones who request and get those reports. So it's, it's not typically in the hands of the car owner, but the insurance company to, to do that follow-up. And I, I would make your insurance company work for you, have them get that information. Um, it saves you a little money because they're already, you're already paying them to do the work. So um, that's my recommendation on that part. So what would be some examples of when the police department won't come and investigate an accident um, and what somebody should do in that circumstance? We have a policy that we call slick streets and it has been implemented when the streets aren't slick. Uh, but what that means is any non-injury crash will not be responded to by law enforcement. We dispatch will advise the drivers to exchange information that's the bare minimum required by state law exchange name um, vehicle information and insurance information upon that then both vehicles can can leave and they can call their respective insurance agencies take photographs um, and then they can make their claims um, because a law enforcement report is not required under state law um, but if if necessary or if possible we we do do them um, and so slick streets is typically when it's so icy out that so many crashes are happening we don't have time to get to all of them. We call Slick Streets because we have 
at any given time multiple calls for other stuff beyond accidents. Um, and that can be used in the summertime and spring if it's uh, a torrential downpour and accidents are happening. We don't have time to respond to all those accidents. If we have a, a big event in the city where all of our officers, all our first responders are sucked into one call, say a, a hostage negotiation or something, we don't have the resources to go to accidents. Uh, we will just recommend everybody exchange information and go from there. Um, obviously, if vehicles are disabled or there are injuries, we still need to respond to that to get a tow truck on scene, to get ambulances there. If we think it's a DUI report, we still have to go to that because that, we can't just let someone drive away who's intoxicated. Um, the one caution I would urge people is don't make up injuries, don't make up DUIs, don't make up a severity that's not there. We don't, we don't want, and we have this, we don't want people to tell dispatch you have a crash and it's, it's minor damage then dispatch tells the individual that we will not be responding because of slick streets the person says well actually there might be an injury and i think the other driver's drunk we get there and none of that's the case we're still leaving you're still exchanging information and we're still going about our day because we don't have the time for that that day um and and while most insurance companies recommend a police report they can't mandate a police report and the uh the citizens can always go and there's a website out there and you can from the highway patrol and you can download your own accident report and self-report the accidents um, is one of the, the ways to do that what about what happens if i get into an accident on private property so we actually don't have an ability to issue traffic citations on private property parking lots with stop signs those aren't state stop signs under state law those are um, recommendations and so we can show up and ensure that everyone exchanges information, um, but they're, they're short of a DUI, there's no enforcement activity that we're allowed to do. We can't issue no insurance citations. We don't deal with registration because a vehicle only has to be registered and insured on a state highway or roadway of the public. So if you get in an accident at Walmart, we can respond if there are injuries, help get an ambulance there. Um, we can respond and deal with the DUI, but beyond that, we have, we have no capabilities per state law. Information exchanges, what is important for them to make sure that they have before the other driver leaves? With cell phones, I recommend you take a photograph of the other person's driver's license and you let them take a photograph of your driver's license. Take a photograph of the front and back of their insurance cards and get a photograph of their vehicle registration. Along with that, we need accurate address and phone number. Those are the things, those are the bare minimums that need to be given for to satisfy the state law for mandatory reporting of accidents. Um, people very typically in a uh, unoccupied vehicle accident, say you're pulling out of a parking space at the mall, um, they'll leave a little card or a note saying, hey, I accidentally hit your car, here's my phone number, here's my name, here's my insurance policy, um, get a hold of the person and get more information, That that's perfectly acceptable. And that does happen all of the time. So the other thing that I would add to that would be take lots of photos of everything. Um, when law enforcement takes photos of a crash scene to document it, we start far away to document where everything is in perspective on the roadway or parking lot, and then we move in closer. And our officers don't just take pictures of the damage that they see. They take pictures of the entire circumference of all of the vehicles involved. Uh, and one that helps, uh, that's a good good tip for you if you're going to do some vehicle information exchanges, is to document even that there's not damage on other places. Mm -hmm. That way you don't fall victim to fraud or somebody claiming other damages and it doesn't... Uh, 
it's easier to you know support stories of which directions you are going by the damage patterns. Um, so I would suggest that if you're involved in an accident and you take photos, take lots of them and just not of the damage. Take a full 360 view of the vehicles. Um, that way you can at least show everything as accurately as possible as you can at that moment in time. Brad, what else? Those that, that's the quick and down for the uh, for vehicle accidents. That's about it. They're they're pretty simple when it comes down to it. They're just a stressful time in someone's life. Alrighty. Uh, thanks for listening. And until next time.